Uh, joining us now on the Maple Toyota Hotline, here's our TSN Hockey Insider, Darren Dreger. How's your life been the last few days, Dregs? Yeah, hectic. I mean, who's getting who? Normally, you know, the the week leading up to the deadline is obviously a very busy one. But, you know, you can kind of navigate through it. And then you get to midweek, and there's a couple of deals. But what we saw last night especially was off the charts. So it's uh, slower pace today, but still a couple of deals. And who knows, maybe more pending. Dregs, for the trades that have been completed so far, which is probably either the biggest surprise or one that kind of came out of left field that you didn't really have a, a, a sniff on? Uh, Noodles, that's a good question. I mean, there's been so many, to be fair. Uh, the yeah. Maple Leafs have done a magnificent job of, of keeping things kind of cloak and dagger. You know, we... I think we all collectively expected after the Ryan O'Reilly and the Cherry deal with St. Louis that Dubas was going to try and dip into, you know, the, the market and improve his defense. And Jake McCabe's name had been out there. But to get both Lafferty and McCabe, uh, I would say that that was surprising. Um, you know, if you want to look more recently to what we saw early this morning, as in late last night, Columbus and L.A., uh, I got word kind of early evening that there was a decent chance that Corpusalo and uh, Gabrikov were going to go to the LA Kings. That was a bit of a surprise that both guys would, would go in the same package. And then, as we learned after the fact, um, you know, the fact that, that Jonathan Quick got a phone call from Rob Blake, who isn't traveling, understandably. I mean, a lot going on with trade deadline week. To be told on the phone that, hey, bud, you've been traded to Columbus. I mean, those are the kind of stories that, that add a little bit of spice to uh, the overall intrigue of the trade deadline. But beyond that, there have been so many. That aside from bigger ones like Toronto and L.A. and Columbus, it is it's kind of hard to put a finger on it. Because even if I think now aloud with Matthias Ekholm going to the Oilers, you know, we'd been speculating on that possibility for several days, right? Like it was Checker and it was Echo, maybe it was Gavrikov. What was Kenny Holland going to do? So the fact that he closed the deal maybe is a little bit surprising, but the fact that he had been negotiating with Nashville wasn't. So I think it's more under the radar stuff, like the, the deals that the Maple Leafs have made. And even again, as I mentioned, that LA Columbus trade last night. We're going to have uh, Jerry join us in about 20 minutes. We're doing Jerry's percentages, so we'll ask you, Dregs. What of course is your, you are, yeah. What is your Jerry's percentage <laughs> that uh, Kyle Dubas and the Leafs make another move between now and, and Friday, 3 p.m.? Um, we have a trade to announce. Ooh! <laughs> He's later. He's later, that guy. Uh, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. I. I mean, how do you say that the chances aren't good, right? Now, they're not going to be the magnitude that what we've seen. I think, holy smokes, the heavy lifting has been done. And, you know, Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe and everybody associated probably want to make sure that, uh, you know, this group has some time to gel and, and get the chemistry rolling here as we get later into the second half of the season. But, you know, Dubas put out a lot to acquire the pieces. And I'm not being critical. I'm just saying he did. So the trade that he made sending Sandine, for example, to the Washington Capitals and recouping that, that first-round pick from Boston Bruins, I mean, that matters. So could he move out one of his depth defensemen? Um, and dare I say, 
I, like I've, I've seen Hall as an example speculated. That's a stretch for me because of the position that he plays, um, right side, and the fact that if he, you know, if they, they have an injury there, at least they can slide Justin, Justin Hall higher up in the lineup. But it could be, it could be one of their depth defense. So I, I'm not, I'm not absolutely certain that the Leafs are done. In fact, I'd be surprised if they're done. But it might only be for the recoup of draft picks or maybe a, a deeper depth kind of add. Darren, did you have Gosta Spear leaving Phoenix before or Arizona before Chikrin? <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> even do the Chikrin thing anymore. It's like, I know, I know. Well, well, I, I, I'm looking forward to the, the point where they say, actually, we're going to keep them, and then I'll pass uh, out. So, oh, this will really get you going. Um, I mean, there is some speculation in the last 15 minutes, and I, you know, unlike Pierre Lebrun, I actually do my radio hits with you guys. I don't ghost you when things get busy. Uh, uh, thanks, you Darren, for mentioning right? that and being yeah. honest. You're my teammate. <laughs> I want to help where I can. But there, there is a sense there is something developing with uh, with Chickern, and, and why should we even be remotely surprised by that? given everything that's gone on since November of 2021. I mean, that's when this saga first began. Um, so, look, I, I think you have to look at the, the, the potential players in play here. You know, Columbus has the collateral. I, I, I don't think they're close on anything. I know that the Buffalo Sabres are willing to stay in the conversation, but only if the asking price comes down. Ottawa had backed out a week or two ago just because the ask was too much for Pierre Dorian and the Sens. Could they circle back the way the team is playing? There have been lots of tire kickers. Carolina, go down the list. There have been lots of tire kickers. Um, but I don't know, guys. Like Until it happens, I'm with you. I'm, I, I'm again, kind of backpedaling to say, yes, he's getting traded by 3 o'clock Eastern on Friday because why hasn't it happened? I, I'm pretty sure that the essence of the deal that the Edmonton Oilers traded to the Nashville Predators in return for Matias Ekholm, maybe you pulled Tyson Berry out and you put something else in because I don't think that uh, Arizona wants to take on a contract like that. I'm told that was the deal that would have gone to the Coyotes in exchange for Jake Chickren and you know, on Monday it wasn't enough, and again it wasn't enough yesterday. So finally, Kenny Holland said, "Well, I've had enough," and he shifted gears and focused on Nashville. With Darren Dreger, a TSN Hockey Insider, um, we just mentioned this part of having you on, Dregs, that uh, Vancouver has acquired Philip Horonic, a defenseman from Detroit, um, uh, and they get a, to me. yeah, the fourth rounder. So they send a first and a second to Detroit, and they bring Horonic in. I guess try to explain that if you can in terms of both parties, what could be happening there. And everyone seems to have Vancouver circle, like Besser's yeah. names out there, Miller's names out there. Could it get crazy right. between now and Friday? Yeah, it, it, it could. But when you look at Besser and you look at JT Miller, there's been loose speculation around him. You know, I read a report out of Pittsburgh uh, talking about Ronnie Hextall, um, you know, at least exploring the idea of J.T. Miller with Pittsburgh Penguins. And I, I think we can, we can appreciate it from the Penguins' standpoint. The messaging has been they don't want to get into the rental market. But what kind of message does that send to, you know, future free agents? Like, J.T. Miller isn't even – he hasn't even started his contract extension yet. You know, he's just fresh off 
of signing the, the deal on uh, an $8 million annual average salary. And, you know, he's been trade speculation here for the last few weeks at least. Now, I will tell you this. I think internally there has been trade speculation or trade discussion, sorry, internally in Vancouver about if they get the right deal for J.T. Miller. It makes sense to me to link the Pittsburgh Penguins because of what the Penguins need. I just can't look into the Penguins roster. What do they have to give the Vancouver Canucks that is going to make sense? In Brock Besser, again, it's, it's complicated. You know, Besser's a good player. He's not as swift as maybe as, as he once was. The term is problematic, and so is the annual average salary. I think that there is still interest in Brock Besser, but, you know, either Vancouver's going to have to eat some salary or they're going to have to take a bad contract or two back to make it happen. And both those deals out of Vancouver seem more likely in the offseason. Not saying it can't get done. There's always hope, right, with a phone call. But that's why I'm confused by this trade with the Detroit Red Wings. But this also, again, solidifies what we've talked about for several weeks. You know, they fire Bruce Boudreaux. They bring in Rick Talking and company. Vancouver isn't looking for that full renovation or a rebuild. They're trying to transition on the fly. So I guess in that respect, it does make some sense in the deal with Detroit today. Yeah, it's an interesting time. I mean, we you look at what the Leafs have done, just looking at the Canadian teams. The Leafs, they know they're going to the playoffs. They know they're playing Tampa. They've done a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, Winnipeg yeah. acquired Niederreiter. Uh, Niederreiter. Edmonton yeah. acquired Ekholm. But you look at two teams who are on the outside looking in. We mentioned this earlier, Dregs. Ottawa is humming. They're five points out of a playoff spot. Calgary is struggling. They're five points out of a playoff spot. What is your yeah. read on what happens in those two markets between now and Friday? Well, the heat is on in, in both markets. But, you know, it's definitely on in Ottawa based on what we've seen this week. You know, and I know Pierre Dorian, the GM there, said probably eight games ago, nine games ago, that he wanted to really assess the team and the eight, ten games before the trade deadline to see whether or not it, it, it was worthwhile to invest and, and try and get some help. Well, that team has just been terrific, you know, certainly of late. I mean, back-to-back stomps of the Detroit Red Wings, right? Um, and the message, and Noodles, you know, this you were part of the game last night, the message, yeah. I feel, from the leaders and from the players in general to management and future ownership is, hey, we're still in this fight. We need a little bit of help. But we're in this fight. And so how do you not recognize that if you're Pierre Dorian? And, and then the bigger picture is, okay, Pierre Dorian's a hockey guy. He probably wants to give them some help. Does he have the authority to give them help with pending ownership in the breeze? You know, he's got a board that has to approve and all of those things. What I know is, you know, the, the on and off again talks on Jake Chickering to Ottawa I mean, I don't think there's a general manager in the league that would have paid the price that Billy Armstrong was asking from Ottawa. And it was two first-round picks in either Ridley Gregg or Matt Sogard, the goaltender. You're not going to do that. So maybe they soften. But it does feel like Ottawa needs to to give that group a little bit of support for this this push to try and, and lock in a playoff spot. And then in Calgary, it's as complicated. I think Tree is still trying to figure out whether or not this team is entirely invested. I know as of today, he was looking at the defense market, maybe not high-end shopping on Chikrin and some of the bigger pieces, but looking at some of the middle-level defense. He's trying to add a little bit more support defensively for sure. And I mean, if the right forward pops into the market, I'm sure he'd try and move on that too. 
Yeah. Ooh. It's a lot, though, Dregs. I mean, that's the thing. You look around what's been going on. You, you can clearly see the teams that are loading up yeah. trying to go for yeah. it. There's just that. It, there's kind of like that line. It's like, okay, there's eight teams, you know, ten teams that believe they can, you know, go deep. And just based on either their situation, you know, Colorado kind of a, a – I thought it was a bit of a swift move. I like Lars Eller, especially in the yeah, three hole. Too. Like he's a he's a he's a good player. He's hard to play against. Like you think yes. Colorado might uh, continue to to sniff around? <laughs> I think they will continue to stem, uh, sniff around, but more so on depth. But I agree with you, Noodles. Like as soon as Jonathan Taves slipped out of the equation, I think that that Colorado had time for Taves for the pedigree, for the way he plays, healthy, all of those things, but not available. So. You know, now you, you've got to shift into another gear. Lars Eller still has lots of game left. And I, I do think that, that Colorado is, is poking around. That Western Conference, to me, is fascinating. You know, Winnipeg is reeling right now, right? Like, that was a tough one. They took it right on the chin, losing the way they did to the, to the, the L.A. Kings last night, right? Yeah. Um, you know, they had Nino Niederreiter for a second-round pick in 2024. They'd like to add another uh, forward. A lot of teams' guys are buzzing around the Detroit Red Wings now. And obviously, Eisenman is in seller mode. You know, he gets the extension done with Dylan Larkin. What well, that was going to happen in a matter of time. But we know that he, he's willing to move out Tyler Bertuzzi. And there's more than a few teams that are interested in him. But, again, the ask is prohibitive. Like, it's a first-round pick plus. Uh, Jacob Verana, a little bit of baggage there, but we know the history of that player. He can produce. Might he be a, a, a deadline acquisition? Maybe. And then the curious one that they're not getting any sort of traction on is uh, is Adina. You know, 23-year-old, he's had a tough start to his career, but what's his contract? Like 1.825 for the next couple of years? you got to be in for a reclamation project. But my point is, there are available forwards. So I'm looking at Winnipeg. I'm looking at Vegas. Carolina, you know, they had Shane Dawson's pair, but they haven't added a, added a forward yet, and they need scoring help. So there's well, some got, teams that are definitely going to do something. Carolina got Harry at the Hendersons yesterday, the, the big, uh, big mutant out of uh, Edmonton there. Yeah, right, uh, yeah. Pooley Arby. Strap him to the roof. Strap him to the roof and drive around with him. But you, you know what, Dregs, the, the other thing – I was, I, and I don't know if you know the answer to this, and I was asked this yesterday uh, from somebody in Detroit. Bertuzzi's, you know, vaccination status, like, does that even factor in or matter in today's world? Like, uh, crossing the board? Like, say a team like Winnipeg would like a guy like Bertuzzi. Do you have to factor that in? I don't even, and I'm traveling. I'm a guy who travels so and crosses anymore. the board. I don't know. Like, I don't know the answer to that. I Look, I, so here, this is my own opinion on it. I don't right. think it matters to the hockey club. I don't think it matters to the general manager. But I can sure envision the local media in Winnipeg or Edmonton peppering Tyler Bertuzzi uh, the first time that he's made available to the media, if one of those teams acquires him, to to poke into that process, and that's when, and we've seen it in Toronto, guys. You've lived it firsthand, right? Where a sports story all of a sudden becomes a news story, and then all of a sudden, practice player availability has fifteen more people, and they're all news people looking for a soundbite, right? So right. I, I I don't think it goes beyond the extent of that. So how much pressure 
you know, senior management or ownership in Canadian markets would put on their general manager for that. I haven't heard it, to be honest, Noodles. Uh, I've heard it from media asking that question, but I haven't heard it from hockey operations people yeah. who, you know, consider consider Tyler Bertuzzi as being a legit player in play. Oh, I think he's a great player and a, a, a guy that could add to any team that's trying to go deep because he's kind of that unique, yeah. unique player, tough and can fight and can score. Yeah. But I just I wasn't even sure of the you know thought process if that would even factor in even two percent into acquiring him or not. I think life has moved on. And I don't think I, so anymore. He's Canadian too. He's from Sudbury, isn't he? Yeah. Like, I, I yeah, yeah. I mean. He's, it yeah. just, it, I, I, again, it was a question that was posed to me, and I did not have the answer. Although, you know, I'm flying to New York to do the game tomorrow. I had to fill in on my app today, like, vaccination status. I was like, what? Like, I've been traveling across the border. Like, it was, it was a yeah. weird ask on the app. That was my, that's what made me think of it in the question yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and I'm actually, you know what? Generally speaking, maybe I mentioned this earlier, I'm a bit surprised that there hasn't been more action around the Detroit forwards in play. And that's going to change. I mean, it can change as we're having this conversation. With all due respect to James Van Riemsdyk, you know, he's playing for a contract. He's a big guy. He's not as fleet as what he once was. But there's, there's activity around him. And I get that, too. But, Noodles, as you nailed down Tyler Bertuzzi, with all due respect to JVR, I don't know. I just I I think there's more tools in the toolbox in a Bertuzzi for me, but it, I'm you know the market isn't isn't showing Detroit that yet. Yeah, Darren. Before we get you out of here, I have a question about that dog that barked. Like I've seen the pictures of your dog. Yeah, I was trying and it's to keep the size of a horse. And if a little yeah. dog pees in the backyard and they have those ye- little yellow spots, <laughs> like do you just have a yellow grass backyard? <laughs> Wow. Yes, basically. But I am as meticulous as you can be with a 135-pound female Great Dane. Like, I am constantly digging holes and repairing, constantly. It's the definition of insanity because you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. But And and this is how good a neighbor I am. Tiny is, is her name. I won't let her pee on any neighbor's grass just because yeah. of that. It's and those little volume. and those little poop bags that yeah. they offer yeah, at no. the store. Do you yeah. just use a garbage bag? Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. no, like a big black dog, garbage mooses, bag. Yeah, the mooses are probably bigger than the three of us put together. The size of that dog. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to gross you guys out, but I was walking. Yeah. I was walking her last week. Right, <laughs> I made the mistake. Normally, I take. You know, we're in this new age where you're not supposed to get plastic garbage bags and that anymore. You take your own bags or you get paper or whatever, okay? So, but we all have a collection of plastic garbage bags. I didn't take one for tiny it's needed. I took a normal poop bag. So I'm walking her, and she's got a bad leg, so she can't go down the stairs to the backyard. I'm walking her. She does her business, and it was a monstrosity. <laughs> like, a, like a, a two-hander... <laughs> and oh, like I, I so I, I fight with it. I get as much of it into the bag as I can. I tie it off, and I start walking. And then I realize that my pinky finger is covered. Oh, yeah. that's tough, dude. You gotta give it. You gotta <laughs> give it a delicious wing lick and move on like it never happened. <laughs> no, <you're tough. laughs> that's you where you start wiping you your hand and on the we'll end it like that. Pandemic's begun right there. That's what happened. I think. 
thought I, I read something. I love my dog, but there's a line that has to be drawn here. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I would think so. I'm glad you brought that up, Bo, though. Thank, thanks for bringing that up at 5.30 as people are making their way home or sitting around the dinner table. Hi, Dregs. Thanks, Powell. See you on Friday. Yeah, okay, boys. Have a good night. There's Darren Dreger, a TSN Hockey Insider, joining us here on the Maple Toyota Hotline. Build your next dream Toyota at Maple Toyota and check out Maple Toyota's pre-owned inventory arriving daily. It's time to Toyota. Visit mapletoyota.com. Yeah, you see people walking around with their dogs, man. It is a scene, but you got to do it. Got to be a good dog owner. You have to do it. You're, we're Dude, living in a society here. I think it was COVID, but... I think everyone has a dog. Like it, the, the amount of dogs that were purchased during COVID, I think it's there's a lot of dogs out there, man. There are a lot of dogs. Yep. Yeah, a lot of dogs, and uh, it's all good. So there you go, Dregs, yeah. making sure that he does what he has to do. And there's a lot of uh, again rumors out there. I'm I, there's a lot of different teams you got circled, and you're wondering where do they go here? Like I'm sure where are their heads at. Yeah, like in Vancouver, you got to be thinking, what is going on? You're trading picks for a like. Do they think they're going to be good next year? That would that's what would scare me. Is, do you think you're good next year? That's like I, exactly what's going to happen. They're going to say we got to get rid of some deadwood here, and we're going to get we're going to fill in with some good young players. And don't think that this year is going to happen again next year. We're retooling. It's not major surgery, and we're going to be good. Right. I think that's right. exactly what the pitch is. But you know what's scary? I wouldn't what believe it. What if they're it. not? Why, why would you believe that it will be any different next year? Like, if Demko stays healthy, that would go a long way. Yeah. But um, still, I mean, they're, listen, and Horonix, he's 25. Like, he's a 25 year old yeah, player. He's but, a good player, but it, maybe maybe you're looking for it. And I was just looked at his deal. He's got 4.5 or 4.4 this year and next year. So he's got a little cost certainty, but. I don't know. They're, they've got a lot of deck chairs. I, it's just typical of Vancouver. Like that's what it says to me. Typical of Vancouver that they're they're trying to speed it up. Let's go out and paper. We don't want to wait for the draft picks to develop properly. Let's go get a guy who may leave in a year and a half anyway. But let's go get him. Um, all right. Thanks to Darren Dreger. Jerry's percentage is coming up. The Raptors with a massive win last night. We'll get into that as well. We're uh, closing. In on trade deadline, but there's things happening, it seems like, every minute now around the National Hockey League. So we're all over it. We'll catch up with Jerry. We'll do that next.